Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post. Uh, I am your host, Chris. We are the Ben Stokes to the other podcasts, uh, South African fans. Uh, with me this week, I have got Adam. Hello. Did that work? Um, I'm trying to work out. I, I was trying to work out whether you were calling me. A, <coughs> a word I'm not going to re- repeat because it's bad for a podcast. But I was trying to work out whether you were calling me that or no, we, somewhere else that or we we're the Ben Stokes. Everybody else is the okay. Yeah, yeah, especially that podcast. Uh, right, okay, and I've also got Emma. Good morning from the future. Yes, you're still in Australia, aren't you? Yes. Brilliant. How is it? Yeah, it's all right today. Hot, smoky. All those things. Yeah. There was raining Uh, mud the other day. It was raining mud. Yeah. How does it rain mud? The ash from the fires. Okay. It's just a hellhole that's trying to kill you, isn't it? Yeah, God doesn't want this place to exist and it's trying to wipe it out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why anybody sets foot in that country is beyond me. Snakes, spiders, crocodiles, ash now, sort of sloppy ash fires. <laughs> you can't even escape because there's sharks in the sea. Guess who booked tickets last to go there next week? No, have you? No, last week, not to go next week. Last week I booked tickets, yeah. Go when? Uh, in end of April. I might be out by then. What the fires? Yeah. So where are you going? I'm going to go to. I'm flying into Melbourne, and then I'm going to travel up the um, the coast to Brisbane to where my um, is Auntie Laura thing. Your wife's auntie. My wife's auntie is having um, her fiftieth birthday party, and then we're flying home out of Brisbane. Okay. You might get to see some league. Um, I'll make it my mission to not see some A League. <laughs> I think the yeah, season's over by then, anyway. Because I'm not, because I didn't go last night. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you, and, you, and the rest of the Australian population didn't go last night. <laughs> <laughs> right, this week we're going to be talking about the Premier League, the FA Cup. Uh, it's getting to that end of the transfer window, so we're talking about some of those as well, and bits and bobs of leagues around Europe. Um, we will start at uh, Molyneux, because I am a very, very relieved man. Um, because Liverpool beat Wolves 2-1. Um, Liverpool took the lead through some sort of Jordan Henderson header off of his shoulder. Uh, they then equalised through Adam Traore, crossing for Raul Jimenez. Um, and uh, Bobby Firmino in the 84th minute. Um, I think I think this was lucky. I think Wolves definitely deserved something from this game. Um, did anybody see this as well, or highlights of this as well? Yeah, I watched it. You watched it? Yeah, you watched it. You were sort of holding my hand through it again, weren't you? I was, yeah. <laughs> um, Although I was really supporting Wolves. Yes, I could tell. Uh, <laughs> God, then, what did you make of it? 
I think that is the most difficult game that Liverpool have had all season. Yes, very much so. And I really was gutted for Wolves that they didn't get a point, at least, because I thought they were excellent. I mean, they absolutely thoroughly deserved a point, didn't they? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because Adama Traore was overrunning Robertson on their right flank. And as soon as Robertson picked up that yellow card, I thought, this is going to be some serious trouble here. Um, and I can't remember if the yellow card came before or after their goal, but you, you just knew that something was going to come off this, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I fully expected to see him getting a red card just for having to make a last-ditch tackle to take Traore down, take it for the team. Yeah, and there seemed to be lots of set pieces that Wolves had in and around the, um, the Liverpool penalty area as well, wasn't there? Yeah, and they looked, they looked threatening. They were much better in the second half than they were in the yeah. first half. Um, yeah. And then when Mane went off for Liverpool, you can tell how important he is to that team. Yeah, he brought Minamino on ahead of Origi. Not quite sure what the thinking was there. Uh, maybe it was just to give him some minutes or something. I'm not sure. But I hope he's not out for, for very long. Is Salah too selfish? Uh, are you thinking about when he didn't pass to Minamino? Yeah. Yes. I was screaming at the telecom's pass. Uh, Adam, you're nodding as well. Yeah, because he's become more and more selfish the longer he's been a Liverpool player. And um, it, became, it, it first became a problem when he was chasing the golden boot in his first season, and it carried on being a problem into the next season, and if anything, it's getting worse. Uh, Chris from the Sunday show tweeted that um, one of the things holding Liverpool back is most Salah's ego, uh, and Justin replied saying, well, name a striker who doesn't have an ego. Um, well, you don't have to, but I mean, just, I wondered if you saw the, <laughs> the point. Because <laughs> I'll find one. I, it set me thinking for quite some time. There's a line, right, between like a striker, a, a confident striker who takes up one. He's not a striker in either. I know he plays there's a different, slightly different role. Yeah, but there's a line, right, between sort of confident. Uh, taking on chances and actively trying to put your glory ahead of the team. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that I think he did that with the Minamino, don't you? Because he sort of dribbled around the penalty area. No, he sort of ran in from midfield, dribbled in and around the penalty area a little bit, didn't he? And then he had that layoff to Minamino, which he didn't take. He took an extra, took a missed. Um, and it's not the first time we've seen him do this this season. Mane's complained a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, didn't they have a bit of an argument in one of the games? It was at Burnley, wasn't it? It was at Turf Ball. Yeah, they looked like they had a bit of a falling out. Yeah. If that game had fin- if the game had finished 1-1 and the difference was that pass, then I wouldn't have been best happy. Plus also, Minamino giving him a first goal as well would have been pretty, pretty good thing because it's a sort of monkey off his back then, isn't it? Yeah, it would have helped him settle in, I would imagine. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Liverpool conceded their first goal for 12 hours. Uh, Richarlison, 50 days ago, was the last person to score against Liverpool in the league. Um, and eight times this season, Adama Traore and Raul Jimenez have combined for goals. That's most of any partnership in the Premier League this season. So, yeah, um, Jürgen Klopp called Adama Traore unplayable, quote-unquote, today, didn't he? Well, yes, uh, after the game. I mean, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I mean... 
I was having a conversation on Twitter with someone about where he would fit in the Liverpool team should we be fortunate enough to want to go out and get him. And I, I, I can't see him fitting in our team somewhere, but it would be fantastic to have him. Yeah, I don't see him as a Liverpool player. No, I could see him as a Barcelona player. He was once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who got rid of him? Uh, Didn't he I want to say okay. hmm? Yeah I think Didn't it he was what, Enrique It was Enrique was it? I think so Yeah Okay But you know That was at the time Where he just run really fast And then not take the ball with him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it is, It's fair to, fair to Barcelona To say that he's got Well Maybe a criticism Of their coaching But he has at least got better mm. Yeah um, oh, Adam, you like uh, Jürgen Klopp being jovial and banterish with um, journalists and press conferences, don't you? Yeah. Did you see what I posted today? Yeah. <laughs> Did you giggle and laugh like everybody else in the changing room? Yeah. Uh, in the press conference. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, a man was halfway through asking his question in the press conference and Jürgen Klopp said, I know this is going to be a shit question before you ask it. And everyone laughed because he's a happy, funny German, isn't he? I told you, they're known for their sense of humour. <laughs> Legendary sense of humour. Uh, yeah, a couple of other stats of this game. Um, that was Raul Jimenez's 20th goal in all competitions this season, um, which is pretty decent return for him. Hands up if you got him in your fantasy team. I would quite like Barcelona to sign him. Would you? Yes. I mean, okay. he's number nine, so... Yeah, it was Luis Suarez's 33rd birthday today, so he might need one sooner rather than later. Yes. Well, we definitely uh, do without for four months, so... <laughs> Uh, it's the first goal Liverpool conceded I've seen in 12 hours so that's 14 straight wins and 40 games unbeaten now um, I'm not going to say it but can anyone see any way back at all for Leicester or Manchester City no of course not no. I knew that was going to be a shit question when you started asking <laughs> <laughs> I think we should you know let everybody know Chris that you said when we missed, uh, oh, win the title earlier when we were talking before we started recording yeah, I slipped my slip of the tongue there, which isn't going to happen again. You say it. No, 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 no. I am say not it. saying that. <laughs> no. Uh, Liverpool have won as many league games as Manchester United did in their treble winning season, which is uh, another interesting fact. Um, everyone doing this game? Should we move on to the next one? Something that doesn't involve Liverpool, go on. Is it, you, you turn, if, if I start talking about a different team than Liverpool, will you turn around and face the camera? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Shall we talk about Everson? He looks like a really surly child, don't you? <laughs> uh, we'll go to the King Power and we'll talk about Leicester 4, West Ham 1. Um, Harvey Barnes, Ricardo Pereira, two for Jose Perez and Martin Noble replied for West Ham. Uh, West Ham conceded the second right on half-time, which seemed to be the killer for them because they had some hope when Jamie Vardy went off injured. Um, did anybody see this one? No, I didn't. No, have you not? Okay. Uh, Leicester started very, very well. West Ham started terribly. 17 passes they managed in the in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Jamie Vardy went down, clutching what I thought was his hamstring. Turned out to be a muscle tear in his bottom. Um, they tried Excuse to see. Me? Yeah, exactly. He did a mascarano almost. Um, <laughs> he um, he tried to run it off and, and couldn't. And the sort of si- the, the crowd went deathly silent when they saw him sat down uh, getting his treatment. Um, because uh, Nampalis Mendy had already gone off injured as well, so indeed he had to come on, having only just had surgery a week or so ago. Uh, Jamie Vardy's contributed to 34% of Leicester goals this season. He will be a huge miss, um, should they 
should they need some sort of firepower? Uh, I don't know whether they'll be tempted to go back in the transfer market or not, but they're, I think they're 11 points ahead of Manchester City in fifth. So, you know, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd say nothing can go wrong now. Anybody else feel the same? Well, that's a lot of goals to miss for your team, isn't it? If Friday um, is out for a long time. Yeah, Ian Ache seems to have stepped up recently, doesn't he? Isn't, isn't he supposed to not be out for a long time, though? I thought the reports were it wasn't as bad as they first thought. Oh, OK. So they reckon he's going to be sort of a bit better. Oh, so they'll be fine then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know how long it takes to come back from a, a muscle tear in your bottom. Well, I hope, I, I'd love for it to be a long time because I, my bet is for him. I've got a bet on that he'll score less than 20 Premier League goals this season. I mean, Where is he at the moment? He's on like 17, which isn't great. I think you're going to lose that bet, Adam. Pardon? I think you're definitely going to lose that bet. Yeah, so do I, but there's hope, right? I can do a Chris and just hope that he's really badly injured. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, West Ham, their next eight, I think, fixtures, which takes us up to April. Uh, are Liverpool, Brighton, Manchester City, Liverpool again, Southampton, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs and Chelsea. Um, that takes you to the first week in April. They could be dragged into this relegation battle, couldn't they, if they're not already in it. You saw them at the weekend, didn't you, Adam? What did you reckon to them? To West Ham? They were one of the two appalling teams on display on the pitch for me to watch. So <laughs> it was really joyous. <laughs> Were you, was it a great way to spend a cold afternoon, was it? It was a festival of football and it got colder and colder as the day went on. Could you see why they're in that position and can you sort of see them getting any yeah, higher based on... Absolutely nothing. Um, they, they, The only danger was very sort of basic David Moyes, not even with his, uh, let's cross the ball into the box. And I think they got on the end of two, maybe three of them, and were able to put a challenge on goal. Beyond that, they had absolutely nothing. Oh, really? Okay. How was Haller when he played? He he was on the end of one of those headers. Okay. <laughs> did he score, did he? No, he didn't score. Okay, but he's not pulling up trees. Because he, I mean, he cost them a fair bit, didn't he? But he's not sort of doing all that much for them. That's what happens when forwards join West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, where strikers go to die. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So on to Bramall Lane, Sheffield United nil, Manchester City one. Sergio Aguero scored eventually eight goals in five games. Um, Manchester City scored just after Oliver Burney failed to score, failed to get his toe onto a sort of desperate cross. Um, Gabriel Jesus, Gabby Jesus had another penalty saved. Um, Henderson saved four out of his last eight penalties, uh, and of all the players in Premier League history to have taken. Five plus penalties. Uh, Gabriel Jesus has got the joint worst record with El Hazjuf and Stuart Downey. Um, so, who has Pep suggested he might put on penalties, Emma? Uh, Ederson. He said, which he's is something best... every like. Sorry, yeah, he said he's the best uh, penalty taker at the club, didn't he? Yeah, which is something I think everybody'd like to see, wouldn't they? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, especially yeah. if he gets saved and then a quick break. Do you reckon he's being or... sincere, or do you reckon it's one of those weird things when Pep starts being a, a bit of a bitch? I think he was sincere, actually. Have you listened to this week's Set Piece Menu podcast? Me, yes. Yeah, because uh, they talk about Pep in there a little bit in this, isn't he? he? They said he's the only manager that ever gets criticised for being too intelligent. And I wonder if that was another one of those cases. What do you mean? They talked talk about, about this. Sorry? Talking about Edison? Yes. 
Okay. You know, if if Sam Allardyce had said, "I'm going to put you see Askelainen on penalties," everyone would have gone, "What on earth are you on about?" Because he's Pep, and you know he's got a bold head and looks a bit like Uday Hussein, and he's won a couple of Champions Leagues. That you know people think that he might sort of know what he's on about when he says it. They sort of stroke their chins a bit and say, "Well, I can see why you would put Edison on penalties." I just wondered whether it was him throwing a hissy fit at the rest of his squad because they can't seem to score from twelve yards. Uh, it could be. Um, I don't know if Aguero was on the pitch at that. Well, he must have been on the pitch at that point in time because it was nil nil. So yeah, I can't see why he wouldn't take penalties. Anyway, and Mary Laporte was back. I think Pep said he was rather relieved about that. So that make him feel better then. Sorry, that'll make him feel better. Yeah, well, he can have Fernandinho back in midfield where he belongs as well. Um, I don't know. Has Rodri done well this season? I'm not too sure. Uh, doesn't the glorified that doesn't the the glory of the uh, Man City or or sort of Pep sort of Bivote position rely on you winning and then you get all the plaudits on the people who claim that the people who think other people did well don't know what they're talking about. Yes, but yeah, when probably. it's just another midfield player, right? Probably doesn't <laughs> offer you going forward. Yeah, maybe so. Paul Mass um, talking about his lack of goals and assists. Uh, Stamford Bridge, who saw this one? Chelsea 2, Arsenal 2. Um, Jorginho scored a penalty after David Luiz was sent off. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli equalised with a fantastic goal. Um, Cesar Plaqueta made it 2-1. And then Hector Bellerin towards the end. Um, so to dissect this, let's go back to the sending off. So uh, Mustafi with a pretty much a hospital pass, uh, which... I don't know who picked up on that hospital pass, but it was a Chelsea player that picked up on it, and David Luiz tackled him, gave away a penalty and a red card. Um, I felt quite sorry for David Luiz. I think he was taking the... Yeah, I think he was taking the brunt for somebody else's mistake there. Mustafi should have stayed down, didn't he, when he took that one in the testicles? Yes. <laughs> he just he should have <laughs> gone off. He just shouldn't have bothered. Yeah. Um, isn't, isn't David Luiz not engaging his brain, though? There like, wasn't much David Luiz could have done. Really. Well, he could have done nothing, and let them, I'm sure they'd have scored, but they'd they'd have had 12, 11 men on the pitch. But would they not have been criticised for saying, you know, why didn't you try and stop yeah. it more? If you're, well, he gave up. Why didn't he try and tackle him? Why, yeah. didn't he, why did he just let him run? I don't think that was the solution. No? No. Um... I mean, ironically, Arsenal did okay with 10 men, didn't they? They put Granite Xhaka at the back rather than bring Rob Holding on, and they seemed to do okay. Just let yeah, high, fashion, high fashion Hector. Hey? High fashion Hector just running up the right. Yeah. Have you seen his GQ cover? What a man. <laughs> uh, speaking of what a man, Gabriel Martinelli, what a goal. It was incredible, wasn't it? That was he fantastic. Like 70 yards. That was absolutely blistering, that pace. I mean, he runs as fast with the ball as most players do without. It was amazing. Um, I'm not going to criticise N'Golo Kante too much. When someone comes at you like that and you're trying to sort of turn fast, you, you, you know, you're going to invariably slip at some point, aren't you? Um, but it was just ridiculous. I, I, when he went to shoot, I thought, please, why don't you take it round him? But, you know, I'm glad that he took the shot and slid it through. It's that goal of the season contender, isn't it? It was, it it was is. incredible. You don't see many goals like this, do you? No, because no, it's never usually that open, is it? Uh, yeah. League football. No, I mean, or anyway, you don't really sort of see no, breaks like that. 
Um, but yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. And then Saints actually quite a scored. Um, and my feeling from this is I thought Chelsea thought that's it too. One ten men, job done. Yeah. Um, and they stood off Bellerin a little bit. I don't know if Tammy Abraham was injured, but Rudiger kind of closed him down. Um, but that shot went a long way through a lot of people into the back of the Chelsea goal, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. I think um, Kepa, could, you could look at him for that one, couldn't you? Yeah, some people blamed him, but... Um, David Priest, you were of David Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying that you can't really blame um, Kepa for that because the ball has travelled an awful long way before it gets to it. And to be fair, it is right in the corner, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a very accurate shot. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think as soon as they went two and up, I think that they thought it was job done. They did, and I was surprised that it was uh, Bellerin who scored because he looked exhausted. I yes. he just looked dead. I think he thought, just swing my foot at it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hit and hope. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chelsea, 19 shots compared to Arsenal's two. 100% rec- uh, accuracy rate from Arsenal then. Yeah, would you like a quiz? Yes, always. Okay, so four Arsenal players at Stamford Bridge have scored goals from outside the area. Three of them are fullbacks, so... Hector Bellerin is one. Who are the other two? Ooh, um, Ashley Cole? No. Uh, one is a Barcelona legend, I think. A Barcelona legend. He'll play for Arsenal. I think. Let me have a look. Right. Send you at the wrong path for that one. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking Fabregas. He's not a full pack. No. <laughs> uh... Let me have a look. Lee Dixon, Nigel. Yes, Lansbury. he's played 89 times for Barcelona in five years. When? 2004 to 2009. Left back. He's now currently a manager. Oh, no, he was until he got sacked because he was crap. Brazilian, Silvino. Oh, God, of course. I'll give Jeez. you the other one. The other one's Nigel Winterburn. I said that. Did you? Yeah, right. Oh, sorry, I misheard you. Sorry, I misheard you because I was listening to you sort of struggle on through trying to find Slovenia. Yeah, I was was working through our left bags. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, that's Old Trafford, Manchester United nil, Burnley two. Uh, Chris Wood again, hands up if you've got Chris Wood in your fancy team. Boom, Uh, and Jay Rodriguez. Hold on, we didn't get to do this whole. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring hands up if you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin in your fantasy team, didn't we? Because I haven't. I haven't got him in my team. Well, I have. Well, you had the opportunity <laughs> to say it. Well, well I, know, you... Chris, I know that the, the fatal story is that no one cares about your fantasy football team as much as you care about your fantasy football team. This is true. This is very true. I, I Yeah, OK. I'm feeling quite... Hip- to everyone. That's, everyone can read that statement <laughs> out. With the in the... <laughs> I'm feeling quite hipsterish in having picked Chris Wood, though, and he's doing very well for me. Um, yeah, so Chris Wood, Jay Rodriguez... Uh, Empty seats at Old Trafford before. Well, empty seats at Old Trafford at the start of the game because it wasn't full by any stretch of imagination. Anti Woodward songs, anti Glazer songs, players booed off at half time. Um, Paul and Ed on the uh, Manchester United rant cast are very unhappy. Uh, Manchester United fans are also incredibly unhappy. Um, is this an idea for um, Manchester United or is this just sort of the latest in a long line of losses that continue to be losses? Um, There's no signs it's going to get any better, is there? No. 
no, it's not going to get any better. The, the, the stat that seems to be Kate Gill, he since he was given the job on a permanent basis, he's lost more games than he's won now. <coughs> Excuse me, yes, he's won uh, uh, 11. Lost 12 and 112, something like that. 111, lost 12. Uh, yes, he has. Um, he's complaining about the fact that he's only had one transfer window and you can't do very much in January anyway. Solskjaer is. See, this is where the problem the, the this is where the problem lies. I've t- told you before that his his transfer activity has been quite good, mm-hmm. but just the team he's got is awful. Um, again, Paul and, the haggling over you. like the haggling over a packet of cigarettes for Bruno Fernandez for no reason. Just is, is he a real person, Bruno Fernandez, or is he just yeah. sort of a person that exists in newspaper gossip columns? No, he's a real person. Um, yeah, again, Paul Nedford saying in the Rankcast that the only player that has worked out from the signings is uh, Aaron Wambasaka. Harry Maguire has done okay. Daniel James hasn't done an awful lot since August, they're saying. Um, that's unfair. Do you think? I think that's unfair. And I think that, um, yeah, like, I think the defence has been good on the whole. Yeah. So... So if that means you have to go and buy Harry Maguire and you've got one Bazaka, then it's worked. Okay. Um, Woodward wasn't there on Wednesday to hear the chance against him. I think it was like, die, Woodward, die. We're going to build a bonfire or something like that, wasn't it? Wow. Uh, Sorry? Stay classy. Yeah, uh, Manchester United hired Neil Ashton for his Sunday supplement uh, to be their sort of spin guru, haven't they? Well, I think maybe Ed Woodward has caught him as, a, as sort of hired him to be some sort of guru. So what's the, so what's Dominic Castle's been doing all this time? Duncan Castle's. Duncan Castle, sorry, yeah. He's a Mourinho man, isn't he? More than a Manchester United man, is that right? Well, uh, that's true, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe he's, he's he's gone from poacher to gamekeeper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the woes of Manchester United. We've talked about them many times over the last seven years um, since Fergie left, and you know there are a whole series of podcasts in themselves. Um, can either of you give me okay? Can either of you give me one answer where you think the problem is? So, Adam, or is there more than one answer? There's more than there's not. There's more than one problem. You, yeah, I mean the answer is like a general studies essay. When considering the problems with Manchester United, one has to <laughs> consider. <laughs> what do you think, Emma? Yeah, there's more than one problem. It's ownership. I don't think ownership is a problem. Well, according to my friend, who's a Manchester United fan, he says that they run it like a business and don't particularly care about anything other than the money. Yes, but the thing is that Manchester United have so much money that that, right. is, that doesn't put them at a disadvantage to anyone. They spent eighty million pound on how, how much money do they spend in the summer? Too much. Well, exactly. <laughs> so they got the highest wage bill in the country. Like I don't understand. Like what people want from the ownership? Well, they got the, the highest wage bill. The, com- the, the leadership of the club care. is the problem, not the ownership of the club. They've got the they've got the highest wage bill maybe in the Premier League because they've hired this guy Woodward to do their sort of be their sort of negotiator and uh, and their transfer man and also maybe to be their um, uh, their their sort of force shield as well again from between what the fans. Is, what is his um, background in football? No, he's an investment banker. Right, so he's it? just a businessman. Yeah. See, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Don't they need like a sporting director who actually yes, knows the game? Well, 
They have huge structural problems. They have problems in leadership. They have problems in throughout the structure of the club. They have problems with the playing staff. They have problems with the coaching staff. Like there were, there were inadequacies all over the place. But the problem is not a lack of funds, which is the, surely the only thing really. Or beyond firing, I suppose you could blame them on not for not firing Woodward, but that's not what they chant, is it? They chant that there was a Glazers out because. Apparently they took 20 million in dividends last month. And? I don't know if that's unusual or not. I just know they did. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Um, but, uh, somewhere in Rich to be a Pochettino must know the same things we know, mustn't he? I mean, do you think he's having second thoughts? I wouldn't go near it. It, it just seems cursed at yeah. the moment. I, I wouldn't go near it. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, understand how it's an attractive proposition to any manager. Vanity. Vanity is happening. <laughs> I can be the one. Yeah, exactly. How do you think I've... Liverpool hired managers for the last 30 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the uh, clip of Roy Keane arguing with um, Jamie Carragher. Uh, I saw bits we... of it and I just thought this is just two old men shouting and he's at each like, other. Yeah, give him more time. Give Ole more time. I'm just, I was just thinking, well, what's that going to achieve? Who'd have thought that the manager who got Cardiff relegated wasn't good enough to manage Manchester United? It's his mate, isn't it? He doesn't want to call his mate out live on the telly. Yeah, I know, but still, that's who does Jason McAteer blame for the? Though, is it? Who does Jason McAteer blame? Paul Pogba. Uh, Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. He wasn't even playing on Wednesday night. He's not even there. He's injured. How is it his fault? <laughs> How is he disrupting anything? Um, well, uh, I slightly disagreed with the criticism, some of the criticism of that, I mean, because I, I do think that even if he's not there, like he's such a big figure and he he is a disruptive influence at the club. How because, do you know? Because you can see in the like the disruption comes in with his agent talking about him moving. Like, is Paul? We don't even know if Paul Paul going to be a Manchester United player in the next seven days, right? Because of how they like to drill up uncertainty every transfer window and move things around. I would say that he is a disruptive presence. Maybe not personally, but Brand Pogba is a disruption. He okay. may be the nicest guy who, but you have him in the room. It's like Neymar. Neymar might be nice as pie, but the people around him. A lot of people though, can't you? Ibrahimovic, Neymar. No, he's a dick. <laughs> dicks, but is that is that enough to distract professional players in the dressing room? I I I think so. Do you honestly think Brandon Williams is struggling to learn how to head a ball against Virgil Van Dijk because he was worried about Paul Pogba leaving? <clears throat> you know that's a false equivalency. <laughs> Do you think Fred kicked that free kick into the sky against Arsenal because he was worried about Paul Pogba coming back? Exactly. He sat there thinking, what was that? What was it Paul taught me in training? Oh, <laughs> maybe I'll never have an opportunity. Oh, what have I done now? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Musa Ongo, uh, sometimes of this uh, parish, I like to think, and friend of the show, he took Look, Jason McIntyre. Uh, like he's what? <laughs> sometimes in this parish twice <laughs> twice six years ago that counts as friend of the show counts as friend of the show there you go I can slide into his DMs anytime I want um, yeah he took Jason McAteer to task on this um, and 
talked about how uh, there is a risk of overtraining. Jason McAteer replied with overtraining, question mark, lots of times. Um, and he's come out and clarified his points today about what he said about Pogba as well. So it this sounds... Is Chris, Chris went all Liam Fox and um, um, Lawrence Fox and started talking about uh, calling race, not calling racism when there's no racism. Didn't he? <laughs> I didn't see any Sikhs on the football pitch at Manchester United the other day. I see one. I saw one in the crowd, you know, and it's it's just sort of cultural <laughs> appropriation. It's just nonsense. <laughs> um, two in the crowd, isn't it? Because they sit together. Yeah, they sit behind the managers, don't they? There's two there. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's like there's there aren't any of the Sikh fans in the world. Um, God, what a dick he is! I've, you put me off now, Lawrence Fox or whatever his name is. I've never heard of him until this week. Is he? He's... I still don't know who he is, and I've made it. I've actually tried to find out. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, I had a look at his Wikipedia page. He was on Lewis. That's the only thing I've recognised him from, and that's it. Uh, can we give Burnley a little bit of credit, or should we just move on? Just move on. No one cares oh. about me. Okay, that's probably true. Uh, well, you might be regretting saying that. Everton two, Newcastle two. Uh, Moise Kenny, uh, he. Scored his first goal, and I was very, very happy for him. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's got Dominic Calvert Lewin in their fancy team? <laughs> Adam, Adam. Uh, they put it to 2 0 up. Um, Home and dry, aren't you, 2 0? In the 94th minute, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, were, how are you watching this? Were you, did you have this on a stream, or were you listening to it? Or I didn't watch it. I was, I was watching uh, that Tin Pot Sky program. Uh, goals on not goals on soccer Saturday, but but it wasn't on a Saturday. Oh, where they don't bring Jeff Stelling in, yeah. But they had Jeff Stelling there, they oh, had the air, there was enough fixtures to bring out the big guys, yeah. Um, and I think I had to listen to Phil Thompson talk about it. Oh, I bet he loved that. <laughs> Could have been, or maybe it was Paul Merson. That would I, I have a collection of free idiots, so I basically Paul Merson, <laughs> Paul Merson Phil Thompson. Uh, Matt Letizia. So kind of pick your poison. Um, okay, so the first goal went in. What was your thought when they said, oh, goal at Goodison? Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. And I thought, oh, some people I know who in, in fantasy football have got Mason Holgate in their team and they're not getting <laughs> clean sheet bonuses. And I thought, this is good. This is okay. And I thought, uh, just 94 minutes. You, you, I'm pretty sure the rules of football are like you get the ball when you kick off, don't you? It's not like rugby. <laughs> you start with the ball. So yeah. It's probably no danger, really. Just give it back to Jordan Pickford, and then, you know, he has the ball. Uh, so, yeah, and then you're watching it, and then someone makes a loud noise. Oh, no, goodness, it's yeah, exactly. And you, or you, you knew before they talked and about it. You, and, and you sink, because, like you said... <laughs> When you know, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had the same feeling watching Liverpool versus Crystal Palace several years ago. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're going through. Um, OK, so, yeah, you uh, you do. So, Everton have conceded seven goals in the Premier League this season after 90 minutes. That's not very good. Um, no, but you, you... I'm sure they're not good. I'm not... You, you really need to add some context to that stat, don't you? I haven't got any context. That's all have, that was in the stat. I mean, have, I don't know whether they cost points or whether how that compares to other exactly, teams. Exactly. It depends. If that's is that a goal that when you're already two 0 down to make it three 0 Is that a goal when you're three 0 up to make it three one? 
Or are they two goals when your team are out to lose? Fair enough. To lose there is it. a trend there maybe of not concentrating. The there whole. is. Yeah, there is. I know May how to make you feel better today. Sorry, May I apologise on behalf of the people of Barcelona for selling Yerimina to Everton. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yes, there's that photo, wasn't it? Yerimina, Mason Holgate and Jordan Pickford are behind the byline, aren't they? Yeah. For the goal. So, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, just what? <laughs> I... um, would you like two quizzes to help you through your pain? Only if I do one of them, so... <laughs> okay, your first quiz. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the third youngest Everton player to make it to 100 appearances in the Premier League after... Oh, so Wayne Rooney? No. Oh, did he not make it to 100 Premier League appearances? Uh, well, not in his first one, he didn't. Oh, right, okay. Um, so France, Francis Jeffers? Nope. This is harder than I thought, then. No. Shall I give you a clue? Well, I'm going to need one, aren't I? Okay, I'll give you a clue. So the first player uh, is a current Premier League player. Uh, and another one is now retired and can possibly be found playing musical songs on Radio 2. This, they seem like rubbish clues. Okay. Current Premier League player playing in West London. Ross Sound, uh, Yeah, sounds like Boss Rartley, yes. <laughs> Is he in Star Wars? Yeah. Got the other one? Playing on Radio 2? Yeah, Michael Ball. Oh. And your other quiz, Moise Kenny is the first Italian to score in the Premier League for Everton since 2002, and it was... It's Yes, there you go. Um, okay, now on to White Hart Lane. Uh, Spurs to Norwich won. Um, Deli Ali scored, then Team Puki equalised with the penalty, and then uh, Son scored later on with a header, I think. Um, Harry Wings injured. Josie is complaining about a lack of attacking options on the bench, and he has to substitute Eric Lamella due to fatigue. I'm not sure whether Troy Parrott was on the bench or not, but I know of occasions this season where he's complained about lack of attacking options, and uh, Troy Parrott wasn't even in the squad. So, do we have any sympathy? Why would you play, Why would you even find out if Troy Parrott was any good if you wanted your chief executive to buy you a new striker? This is true. What's in it for you? Uh, Until the 1st of February. Yes, and then you can start playing Troy Parrott. If you want, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is Eric uh, officially back? gone now? Sorry? Is Ericsson officially gone now? No. I think he was like, is he not? It's no, like been linked to Barcelona today. I yeah, thought he was pretty much. Happen. I thought it was done to uh, Friday night as we we're talking. I thought he was done to Inter. Chris, this is this is twenty twenty. You have to. We live in a world of fake news. You need to. If you don't see a picture of them holding a shirt, don't don't assume anything's done. Well, I'm just going to see uh, if anything happens to be trending on Twitter other than um, Ben Stokes, and see if there is sort of made it official or not. I'm saying to Barcelona. Would you take him to Barcelona? Nobody's going to play at the weekend. I would have taken him at Barcelona when we should have bought him, which is when we bought Coutinho instead. And who would have thought that Bayern Munich were going to send him back to us because they're not happy with uh, him? What a shock. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) Where would he play, though, Emma? See, this is the problem. He, he wouldn't 
it's again it's like Coutinho you're nice and you fit our style of play but there's really you... not anywhere for you in the current setup because the 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 new manager's a full-on disciple of Cruyff right so I assume it's going to yes. be nothing but 4-3-3 yeah um... 3-4-3 but surely that's going to so he has to play as one of those midfield three right yeah, and the at the expense of well, I don't even know who makes up that midfield three at the moment. Well, it's going to be a combination of Busquets, Artur, De Jong, Vidal, Ricky Brooks sometimes. Uh, yeah, Rakitic. So does he play there? Does he play in that as one of the one of, as the more advanced of the three? Uh, well, he would have to, but. Um, you're not happy about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound made up with it. Yeah. Thrilled. <clears throat> is that, not, that Barcelona crosses again, getting upset about big money transfers that haven't even happened. <laughs> That's how we do it. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Toby Adderald was complaining about negativity towards the manager from, from I think he said like certain players, I think he said, didn't he? This was a thing, though, before uh, Mourinho took over, wasn't it? Uh, Kieran Trippier said that when he left to join Atletico Madrid, that there was a bad feeling in the dressing room. Like, there was a certain player who he didn't name, or certain players that he didn't name were really bad influences. And, Danny uh, Rose. Danny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't seem to have changed with the new manager. No. Um, oh, Spurs unbeaten on a Wednesday in the Premier League since January 2016. There you go. Um, right, next up to Villa Park. Aston Villa 2, Watford 1, Douglas Louise. Oh, no, uh, Troy Deeney opened the scoring. And boy, did he love that because he's a Birmingham City fan and he scored in front of the whole tent uh, and made some uh, lovely little faces at the Villa fans. Adam, you're shaking your head. Well, I just think Troy Deeney is a person I, I would get Ben Stokes to, to describe. <laughs> I like Troy Deeney. Someone has to. Oh, fair enough. Do you like Troy Deeney, Emma? Uh, not particularly. No. Uh, Douglas Louise then scored, and then Tyron Mings in the 95th minute. Um, I think he was lying on the ground when the ball went in. Someone shot, and it hit him as he was lying on the ground, and then went in the net. Um, Nigel Pearson called this result a bit of a reality check. That's all I've really got to say on this. Is anybody else wants to talk about it? Do they? I didn't see it. No. Okay. Uh, Bournemouth 3, Brighton 1. Um, Bournemouth in the relegation zone only on goal difference. This is previously they took four points out of their previous 36 available. So a very, very much well needed uh, win for Bournemouth. It's their first goal in the Premier League with 450 minutes and their first home win since November. Um, I don't think it's going to stop them unless this is like what Bournemouth do when they go on some weird mazy run now till then till March and then they're safe. That is what they do though, isn't it? Yeah. They normally do it the other way around, but uh, I think I, I still think there's a good solid chance that Bournemouth will be okay. Do you? Yeah, I, I mean every year I think they'll go down. So you know, one year I'll be right, but there'll be fifteen beforehand where I won't be. Um, yeah, 
Don't tell anyone about those ones, though. No, no, no. Keep those ones quiet. It's like when Barry Glendenning predicted Aston Villa would win the league about seven years ago. <laughs> Keeps quiet about that one now. Uh, Emma, do you see this? Do I, no, did I see it? No, I did not. No. Did you see Crystal Palace versus Southampton? No. No? Okay. Did Danny uh, score again? No, he didn't. Uh, Nathan Redmond and Adam Armstrong. Nathan Redmond, who Colin years ago said would be a world-beater, Adam. Um, two rather spectacular wonder goals from the edge of the area. Uh, it's quite a testy affair. This Wilfred Zaha and James Ward-Prowse renewed their acquaintances at half-time. He remembers these two having words previously. Um, James Ward-Prowse, oh, what was it, last season? I think James Ward-Prowse spent most of last uh, sort of the fixture last season at St Mary's winding Wilfred Zaha up to the point where Wilfred Zaha put a huge tackle on him. Uh, and then James Ward-Prowse laughed at him in his face and Zaha reacted and got sent off. Something like that. So they carried on their friendship as the teams walked off at halftime. Um, Ralph Hasenhut said this is their best away win of the season. And it's four consecutive away wins in the Premier League for Southampton, who won 65% of their Premier League points this season away from home. Crystal Palace, zero shots on target. Um, I think both these teams are pretty much safe. I mean, Southampton could be in the weird situation where they're looking up to the Europa League places, which we consider where they were a few weeks ago. is very peculiar. Did you say Europa League? Yeah, I think they could be making a, a scrape for it. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. And then nines. Not zero above Arsenal. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't think they're sort of... I don't think it's too... What do you think? It's almost like sixth or seventh, isn't it? So they're... They're three, three points, points away from... They're three points away from fifth. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a team that's got nine nil. Yeah, they've still got a goal difference of minus 11. <laughs> uh, so yeah right okay that's the Premier League done some bits and bobs of news uh, Iranian teams Estahel and uh, Sahir Kodro have been told they can't play the their Asian Champions League fixtures um, at home in Iran due to security reasons they're going to have to play in the United Arab Emirates uh, Manchester United will find £20,000 for fame to control their players at last week's um Lost to Liverpool, so where David De Gea went full on at the referee after he got fouled. Yeah, he did lose his rag, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he had his finger waggling in the referee's face. I'm sure he touched him as well at one point. He got booked for it at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he got away with one there. Um, Sina Berahino has been in the news this week. Who saw this one? No, oh, he's upset he didn't didn't join Spurs. Uh, yeah, did you see this? Did you? Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's talking about the fact he's he's upset he didn't join Spurs, but I think he's blaming nobody but himself for it because he was talking about the fact he tweeted he'd never play for West Brom under Jeremy Peace again. He was the chairman at the time. Um, scored 19 goals in the last five years and is 26 years old still and playing in Belgium at the moment. Still quite young, isn't he? He's much younger than I thought he was. Yeah. He seems to have been around for a long time. Yeah, I hope to be 26 again. Also a multi-millionaire. That doesn't make you happy, though, does it? I mean, that's like proper dinosaur thinking, that's isn't it? Sure no, 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 I'm not saying that, but... Do you know what? Most people, when most people squander their their uh, their career, or like he has done, or they're living, they don't still end up multi-millionaires. No, that's true. It's a nice position to be in, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... Oh, no, I didn't quite make it to be, the, to be as good a footballer as I could have been. And I have all this money. 
But things like that might eat I away. I have regret. I get yeah. that. I get that. I get all everything you're going to say, but the money takes some of the edge off. It's got to. Yes. In that regard. I'm not saying people with money can't be upset, but in that stage, it has to take some of the edge off. It, imagine if it had been like Jamie Vardy and failing from, from Fleetwood and not making all that money. Then, then you've got the double jeopardy of not only did I not make it as the great footballer I could be, but I also don't have all that money and get paid 50 quid a game to play for the dog and duck. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get your point. Um, what else? Oh, it was the Sao Paulo Junior Football Cup this week. Who saw about this? Is this the thing about Raquel Mays? Yes, 11 players playing in this tournament were called uh, were called Raquelme, or some sort of variation of Raquelme. Once I saw there were variations, I was not interested in this story anymore. I was like, mm. It's like Raquelme, and it's like, yeah, it's like, like Portuguese the... or Portuguese-Brazilian versions of it. Yeah, I was out at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All born between 2000 and 2005. Emma, uh, will you call a child of yours after the... Uh... He played Barcelona, didn't he? He did. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, my brother has already called his son Leo after Lionel Messi, so... That's obvious, though, isn't it? I expect there'll be a lot of that in years to come. Yeah? Yeah. Catalonia just full of Leos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I was going to name my child after a, Brazilian, uh, after a, a Barcelona player, I'm sure I'd have a Saviola etching him, I think. Saviola <laughs> Ronaldinho. Dino Garcia. <laughs> What's wrong with Andres all of a sudden? <laughs> That's so boring. <laughs> Andres Scott Allen. <laughs> do it, do it. Well, yes, given given the circumstances of Mrs. we learned last week isn't Scott Allen, then, you know, that could be sort of quite poetic, couldn't it? It could be. Um, and Jean-Claire Tadebo, Emma. Tadebo. Mm-hmm. yes, he's signed for Schalke. Um, did you hear what yes. he said to say about Barcelona training? Uh, do you know what? I I haven't seen that. What did he say? He was told players were warned to go, quote, unquote, easy on Lionel Messi in training, which I can kind of understand, to be honest. Yeah, would you want him breaking his leg in a, tackle, a horror tackle in training? Do you want yeah, I went like to like, Lee Catamole on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine that's because that's not a... Don't go in on him because of his ego. We I mean, need to just let him run around you. That's very much a <laughs> this guy's this, <laughs> this guy's our cash cow. <laughs> He's the only one we've got it. right now. <laughs> Please don't break him. Could you imagine being the one that broke Messi's ankle or exactly. leg in training or something? You'd be ostracized probably. For, for, you wouldn't be allowed back in and sort of Lamazia, would you, for the next sort of <laughs> six months? <laughs> be immediately sold. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, some transfers have happened this week. Aaron Moyes joined Bolton, uh, sorry, Brighton permanently. Um, Javier Hernandez, Chicharito, has gone to LA Galaxy. Um, this is pretty cool because he's going to play against Carlos Vela in El Trafico next season, isn't he? Didn't he say something about it being the start of his retirement? I think he said something about that and then immediately backtracked. I don't remember these people are paying his wages. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong, uh, though, is he? <laughs> Nabo Bentaleb has joined Newcastle and Victor Moses has joined Inter Milan on loan. Um, Which I uh, joked about last week. You did, yes. <laughs> uh, right, gossip this week is mainly Manchester United based and it is an absolute doozy. Right, yay or nay to some of these if you think they're going to happen. Carlos Tevez to Manchester United. No. <laughs> no. Islam Slimani to Manchester United. No. Odin Nagaro to Manchester United. No. Is he still in China? 
He is still in China, yeah. yeah. They bought the salary cap one, didn't they? So I bet they have to get rid of a lot of players. Yeah. Um, James Madison to Manchester United. No. Uh, can't remember who had written it. Not Pope, surely. Uh, Emery Chan to Manchester United. He, it doesn't Emery Chan keep saying that he won't go to Manchester United? Yes, he wants to go back to the Bundesliga. I'd happily have back. Hmm? No. He, no just, he just says he won't go back to Manchester United because he plays with Liverpool. Yes. Bit weak for me, but I still have him <laughs> back at Liverpool. Yeah, he's a very good player. Yeah, with his immaculate hair. Yes. What do you think of Peter Beardsley there? Because he went from no, he went to from Liverpool to Everton, didn't he? So yeah, I'm trying to think of someone that did it the other way. Abel Xavier, he did it the way around, didn't he? Is he a weasel? Um, no, I don't have a pro- like. I play for everyone. Yeah. Um. I just think I think that like. It's not like it's a bit weak. It's a bit like when you see the players. It, that's just an extension of like players who aren't a, don't have a club as a huge part of their career doing this whole. I'm not going to celebrate when I score against them, though I could possibly join a, a rival. <coughs> Luis Figo. <laughs> wow. Ooh, he Which way did Ladrick go? Did Ladrick go Madrid to Barcelona? So that's okay, is it? Yes. What about Ronaldo? Oh, Ronaldo went Barcelona to Madrid. Mm. Which one is, is it, it, Michael or Brian? Michael. Michael, Michael right. Oh, Have actually, maybe he did, yeah. He definitely did, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Uh... This is why I'm not always that fun when I'm at pub quiz. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, I'll be like, right down, I'll be like, what, what makes you think that? Right, that's the correct answer. <laughs> Samuel Eto'o went from Real Madrid to Barcelona. Was that via Mallorca, though? Well, uh, yeah. yeah, but he was on loan for uh, like eight different teams. Yeah. What about Ronaldo when he went to Real Madrid? Is he a weasel now? Do you? No, I can't make more? myself hate him because he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he also wasn't there very long. Yeah, we had him for a season. Oh, okay. You didn't have him very long. Uh, okay, so uh, other rumours: uh, Isco to Liverpool for fifty-nine million pounds. That feels like uh, I'd love. That feels like it would go wrong. So I'd love Liverpool to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think where he would fit in with us. I think Jim when Fastino Spree was signed for Newcastle. He just completely disrupted the dynamic of the formation. Uh, isn't that untrue? If you read the the, the mixer, isn't there? Doesn't there seem to be? A, isn't there a whole bunch of lies about that? But like, oh, I remember. I might be wrong. Might be wrong. Oh. Hey, he's a man that dresses in dinosaur outfits and rides horses. So, you know, he's a, a man that can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, Bruno Fernandes to Manchester United is off, apparently. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think, think it was so. ever on. No, I think it will be on. Do you? Yeah. This is like the one transfer that's going to go through to sort of 11 o'clock next week, isn't it? I, I heard some stories of this idea, but he's a, a Raiola client, so that... He, he's going to stitch them up and he'll join Spurs or something, Spurs in the summer or something. But I think that eventually United are just going to turn up with a huge pile of cash. I haven't previously said they wouldn't. I think this is brinksmanship that's going to go wrong, and then it was going to go. It's, it's like, oh no, no, but you have got the money, and you are, you do want to spend it, so you can pretend you're not going to all you want. <laughs> but, you will, <laughs> but but we'll see you on deadline day. Yeah. But this is literally Harry Maguire, isn't it? With his transfer. 
It's like that bit in The Simpsons when it's it in The Simpsons where he goes like, you have 24 hours. And to show we're serious, you have 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edinson Cavani to Manchester United, or has he already gone to Atletico? No, he's not gone to Atletico. I think he's still there. Um, and it would be that bad. Aren't Chelsea are also interested in him? Yeah. Uh, so interesting thing about Chelsea where apparently their strikers are something that are at the like the bottom of the like chances conversion rate. And it just it just struck like yeah, for their chances to goals is really low for their strikers. And it did strike me that Edison Cavani is not the answer to that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea striker was linked with Barcelona today. So who to Barcelona? Uh, Olivier Giroud was linked to Barcelona today. I've always thought that Olivier Giroud would be the perfect Barcelona centre forward. (laughs) (laughs) You've already got one. I I, genuinely, Emma, I don't think many... I can't think of many strikers at the top of the game who have uh, as good sort of, n- not off the ball, but uh, their build-up play is as good as Olivier Giroud. And the the amount where he would bring all the players around him into the game would just be phenomenal. Olivier Giroud, Messi and Griezmann. Just, I just, I just think of, I, I, I always thought about this, like, it, Barcelona five years ago was just thought if you had Giroud coming up the amount of of uh, wall passes that could have been played off Olivier Giroud to uh, uh, Andres Iniesta running for us or Messi for us and like that just would have been glorious for them and I think it's a missed opportunity I mean the World Cup holders at 33 and when he's a 33 <laughs> the World Cup holders are France and their starting strikers were Griezmann and Giroud weren't they well they weren't even that good but they needed Giroud to be even be good right yeah, Griezmann was nothing without him. And this is like Giroud's like the utility pack that you need to bolt on to make make. Uh... I mean, I already know that Griezmann is nothing. So uh, yeah, if it's going to make him better, then bring him on. I'm glad finally someone else who doesn't get the whole Antonio Griezmann hype. I've never oh, got it. I don't either. And now he's grown his hair long. I get it even less. It's just the three of us. We're we're <laughs> back, a band of brothers <laughs> fighting the good fight against the <laughs> We're going to die on this hill. Um, and oh, actually, this is uh, for you, Emma. Um, a Bamiang to Barcelona was on the BBC gossip column today. Yeah, I heard that. Um, but apparently, his age is a bit of a sticking point because he's thirty. But we're interested in but... Olivier Giroud, who's thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Considerably cheaper, I imagine. Yes. One would imagine so. I would quite I, like Aubameyang. I think he's a great striker. But I he's probably a bit too much. Yeah, too much money, right? Yeah. Too much money for the, for the age. I think that Arsenal would do well to sell a striker. Yeah. Um, and I think Aubameyang's they, probably the one. Whether, really? they, whether they can make a market to get rid of the one, to get rid of one of them, uh, I'm not sure. I would get rid of Lacazette if I was going to get rid of any of them. Lacazette's probably, well, you could probably make more money on Aubameyang, right? Yeah. Aubameyang's club captain and their main source of goals. Club captain means nothing at us, so we've been over this. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's their main source of goals. They decided club captain is on the back of fag packets like they do in the short redemption. 
I mean, I would possibly sell a Damian, but not till the summer. I would sell. I wouldn't have a problem if I was an Arsenal fan if they sold Lacazette this month. But they've got Martinelli now, haven't they? Exactly. And I think you need to get out of Martinelli's way. Yeah. Because he he looks the real deal. And who else is there? There's Maitland. Is Maitland Nars playing at front? And then they've got Eddie no, Nikati as well. Maitland Nars is a midfield player who plays at fullback. Is there somebody else with a double baron name that plays at front for Arsenal? Uh, Smith Rowe, who's on loan, I think. Possibly. This is your local team. You should know this. Well, I'm giving you the answers. Okay. Sorry, but he's alone. Okay. Don't right. Uh, it's also the FA Cup this weekend. Who's uh, interested in. Uh, God, you're such a bloody millennial. It doesn't get the romance of things old. You are a millennial. Because things are old doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're bad, though. Uh, well, I mean, look at, look at your video screen in front of you for a start. Ah. <laughs> So some fixtures this weekend. Uh, it is um, Brentford versus Leicester City, uh, affecting Premier League teams. Newcastle versus Oxford. Burnley versus Norwich. Tottenham Spurs. Oh, sorry. Uh, Southampton Spurs. Sorry. Uh, Millwall Sheffield United. Uh, Coventry Birmingham. This is the late, this is the game where they uh, both share a stadium member. Like AC Milan and Inter Milan. Yes, not voluntarily though. Coventry are pretty much uh, bankrupt, so that's what they're having to. Uh, it's the Fred and Rose derby as West Ham play West Brom uh, Hull play Chelsea uh, Manchester City Fulham Tramier Manchester United that could be on that something really interesting funny about the Tramier Manchester United game Mm. is the fact that because uh, the Watford get the Watford Tramier game got the replay got postponed that Watford had already sold tickets (laughs) for Watford Manchester United oh no They've had it already. Have we all seen Mike Dean in the crowd? No, was he jumping around and doing his own sort of appropriateness? He was doing his own thing. Uh, Sorry? Tops off? No, (laughs) there was a pitch invasion. I'm really disappointed he didn't do it. Mike Dean does strike me as a tops off, spinning it around. Can you imagine at a referee's Christmas party? He's there with on the sort of dance floor with a sort of open shirt undone about three or four times and a tie around his head like Rambo, and his sort of arms <laughs> in the air. Having having read Bobby Murley's blog, I don't think I'd go to the referee's Christmas party if I was a referee. I'd be too scared that I might lose my job. Well, oh, don't talk about Bobby Murley. He yeah. didn't come back to me twice. Oh, I know. Twice. Uh, crawling back a second time, did you? I did. I thought maybe oh, he no. didn't see it. Oh. The Alassi must have done. Uh, Shrewsbury, Liverpool, and Bournemouth, Arsenal. Um, Chamberlain, Manchester United, the pitch is. Uh, it was pretty much a play with Manchester United players, apparently, but it was deemed fine for the Women's Super League. Um, so make of that what you will. But it's going to be a pretty tricky surface for them, isn't it? Well, that'll be a nice excuse for them. <laughs> yes. Okay, right, and we'll finish off with uh, some leagues around Europe. So in Spain, Barcelona and Real Madrid are top on 43 points, and uh, Nicky Palandrome, the other side, are Atletico Madrid and Sevilla on 35 points each. So it's Valencia, Barcelona, Sevilla, uh, Granada, Valladolid versus Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid versus, ugh, Leganes. Um... <laughs> Atletico. Huh? That's what yeah, I said. There's no way to know. I said Atletico. You did it. Did I not? Is that what you were waiting for? Is that what you were signing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll talk about the Copa del Rey then, because they had a shocker this week, didn't they, Emma? 
They still won. Did that think they lost? Oh, I think you meant by small. It's not all of our Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, there are other teams. This isn't, this isn't the Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the first time that they had lost to a Segunda B team since 2011. So Segunda B, you were telling me, is this his third tier, is it? Yes, and it's split up into four different groups of 20 teams. Are they regional? Yes. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what was the name of the team that beat them? Uh, Cultural Leonesa. Okay, and Betis and somebody else lost as well, didn't they? Betis lost. Um, they were the two most high profile. Mm. Who did Betis lose to? Uh, 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 Vallecano. Vallecano. Okay, uh, Leggett has won one nil. I saw that. And um, so, what happened? To, what happened to Barcelona then? Well, you know, on the world's greatest away trip. <laughs> <laughs> Had they been in Manly Mission? Was that what the problem I was? I think they must have been, yeah. <laughs> How did you know the name of... <laughs> <laughs> did you Google that before? No, it's the only one I've heard of. <laughs> I don't think they were happy that they had to play on an artificial surface. Why not? Yeah, apparently. Was, was it 4G? Uh... Five I don't G. know what that means. 5G. That's the phone thing. 5G. <laughs> 5G, yeah. Support it with Kevin Bacon adverts. <laughs> <laughs> but they must have pitches like that that they train on back at Barcelona. Yeah. All their pitches can't be grass pitches, can they? They train on? Uh, no, I think they're some synthetic pitches. But it's... apparently it wasn't in very good condition or something. I don't know. They were just making excuses for being shit. That's all. You were quite disappointed they won, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted... You know, don't laugh, I was. I kind of wanted them to win for the story. She loves oh, crisis. Crisis. I live for crisis. <laughs> I thrive on crisis. <laughs> well, how are you going to get on against Valencia this week then? Uh, well, it's going to be interesting because in our, the two games that Sajin has been manager for, we've had over eighty percent of possession, but had like three shots. Uh, <laughs> oh, the odds! You're last something the sterile possession, the sterile moments. Yeah. It's death by possession, but literal boring death, not, you know. So so uh, is he turning Barcelona into Vincent del Bosque's Spain? <laughs> kind of. 0-0 <laughs> nil, nil half-time, 1-0 full-time. Yeah. Uh, the, prob- the, the problem is that we need a number nine, and the answer to that question is not Antoine Griezmann. I don't know what the answer to the question would be if the question, he, you know if it is the response is Antoine Griezmann because I don't get him. Does does the answer to the question play for Valencia? Rodrigo. Yeah. No, he's okay. not. He's not good enough. I mean, okay. personally, me personally, I would sign Christian Stuani who plays for Girona in, and they're in Segunda at the moment. Now, last season he scored a lot of goals. Um, and as a temporary replacement until they can buy someone else, I think he'd be great. But he's not, you know, glamorous enough. Lateral Martinez. Lateral. Yeah, well, they want to sign him for 110 million euros this summer. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. And I want him. I think he'd be amazing. But um, I think that's who they want to go for. But we need someone now. I mean, Timo Werner scores a lot of goals for me on FIFA. <laughs> He's very good. I'll pass that information along to Eric Abidal and get him on the case. <laughs> oh, they're top of the Bundesliga, uh, so I don't think they want him. Um, if, Eric, get if Eric Abidal needs me to tell him that Timo Werner exists, you've got bigger <laughs> problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
in Italy, uh, Juventus are top on 51 points, four points ahead of Inter. Uh, Lazio, who won 11 straight games, are on 45 and Rome on 38. Um, so this weekend is Inter versus Calgary. Napoli down in 11th against Juventus. And it is 34th. It is the Rome derby. <laughs> Uh, Scott is currently not available for this podcast because he's um, sort of pacing around his room chain-smoking at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Nervous as any man can be. It's not just the chain-smoking, it's all the espresso he's drinking that's causing the problem. Yeah, exactly. He's a man who, he's got the thousand-yard stare, a man who's seen things at the moment. (laughs) It's just espresso panini cigarette, espresso panini cigarette. Yeah, if uh, Lazio win, they're 48 points. They're 10 points ahead of Roma. Um, so they're sort of heading out of sight and Roma are probably looking behind them uh, at fifth place. So I quite like Roma to win that one. I prefer their players and their fans aren't huge racists. Is that because you're not a fascist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> contrary, to, contrary to what other people say about you. <laughs> um, Germany. It is Red Bull Leipzig with Timo Werner top on 40 points, Bayern 36, Borussia Mönchengladbach 35, Dortmund 33. So Bayern and Schalke are um, playing this weekend. We're in fifth place, Schalke are. Uh, Frankfurt playing RB Leipzig, Dortmund playing Cologne, I think, at the moment, aren't they? Uh, yeah, and Mönchengladbach playing Mainz. two goals again. Has he? Yeah. He's all right, isn't he? He's got a hat-trick on his debut, didn't he? All those United fans when they left at Alfie Ingerhal and when Roy Keane did him over. They didn't think he'd come back and haunt them in 20 years' time when his son didn't sign for them. Uh, in France, it is PSG on 49 points, Marseille 41, and Rennes on 36. So it is um, Marseille versus Angers, Lille versus PSG, and Nice versus Rennes. Um, I'm not sure when Rennes are playing, but they got they have got that 16-year-old Emery after a play. The 16-year-old midfielder, Canavija, who's just... Stupidly good. Um, Emma, mm-hmm. A-League, your local league. <laughs> For the next few weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sydney FC uh, are top on 37 points, Melbourne on 26 now, and Melbourne City on 26. Melbourne City are playing Perth Glory over the weekend, but Sydney have already played, haven't they? Uh, yeah, you're still disappointed that I didn't go to this game. Very disappointed. The biggest game in a biggest fixture in the A-League. I'll be honest, Chris, I didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> in Australia, and that's the point. Uh, as Melbourne Victory versus Sydney FC, this is known as the Big Blue. Uh, Sydney won 3 0 with uh, Bolton legend Adam LaFondra scoring. Um, other games this weekend in the Swiss Super League, it's first versus second. So uh, it is Young Boys top on 38 points, uh, and Basel on second on 36 points. Emma, do you like to see Young Boys on top? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Couldn't resist that one. Uh, yeah, so Young Boy versus Basel. So Basel's Roger Federer's club, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And Adam, this is the one you've been waiting for. It is the first qualifying group stage game of the Oceania Champions League. Yay. Uh, Lupe Lusuago of Samoa are playing Via Tongo of Tonga. Tonga? No, I didn't. She didn't want that. Anyway, um, that's another terrible death joke. <laughs> that's not a dad joke. <laughs> that's a working man's club joke. That is. <laughs> uh, that's on this weekend. Okay, so that is up for our round. Anyone got any other business they want to talk about? No. No. Adam, shaking your head. No. Okay. Uh, there. Uh, hopefully, uh, Chris and. Um, 
Dave will be back on Sunday to talk about what we've been previewing. Uh, there was a bonus show this week. We're starting a new series of Championship Manager podcasts. Dave and Ross are doing those. So um, they are, uh, or the podcast out this week, where they've been interviewing the two guys that founded Championship Manager. Can't for the life of me remember their names, but it was a very good listen. Um, and I think Adam, uh, Adam, I think uh, Ryan and um, Chris have got right. something planned as well. Yes, for a podcast coming up. Ryan, do you remember Ryan? Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan did um, Ryan did us a favour last week, so we should be nice to Ryan. Oh, we'll be nice to Ryan. Ryan, yes, Ryan, lovely, lovely Ryan. Okay, brilliant. Right, Adam. Uh, if they want people want to tweet you and ask about how great a guy Adam uh, Ryan is, how do they do that? Uh, Adam, I say one hundred and one. Uh, Emma, they'll be shouting no, in the void at you. Sorry. No, leave me alone. Leave you alone. <laughs> yep, I would rather not be harassed. Thanks very much. No, no more creepy men sliding into DMs. No, no. No. Okay. Uh, we are at Man of the Post on Twitter and on Instagram. You can uh, follow us on there. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, we can keep up to date with all our uh, podcasts as and when they come out. If you'd like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes or on Acast uh, or Stitcher or Spotify, which is where you can get all of our formats. Um, Adam, Emma, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. And Adam, thank yes. you for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And always remember to keep your mind on the post. You almost managed to hold my attention to the end. <laughs> Just, you lost me in the last minute. What an Everton performance from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bow, Emma. <laughs>